Hey guys, 30 and Still Gaming here. I just want to let you know that if you have been enjoying these podcasts that we've been doing since May of 2015, you might like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. You can help us out as for little as 99 cents per month, $4.99 per month, or $9.99 per month. If you do the top tier one, we the creators get 13% more per dollar. Now, you do not have to donate anything at all. They're free and always will be free. Whether you watch us live on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming or later over at YouTube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming or listen to us right here on your favorite audio podcast platform. But if you have enjoyed at least even one of these episodes, you might want to help us out. The link is in the description below if you would like to support us. I do appreciate everyone listening and hope you enjoy the content we have been creating over the years and look forward to doing many more. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, 30 and Still Gaming here for yet another GXG micro episode. We haven't done these in a very long time, and I decided that I wanted to do it again. I really wanted to talk about The Mandalorian and Disney Plus, or the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. Um, I watched it yesterday, and I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, um, I, I watched it on my cell phone, and I, I felt like I missed a lot of stuff watching it on the cell phone. Uh, and then I moved over and watched it on the big screen and I watched it again. And I just want to say, I, I really do love just straight up. I love the episode. Now, was it perfect? No, but going into it, I was going into it as a star Wars fan that was upset at Disney, right? I was, I was a person that when they started screwing up force awakens and then the last Jedi is what really boiled it over for me. I was, just an upset guy about star Wars, right? I'm, I'm 41 years old and star Wars has been in my life, literally my whole entire life. So earlier this year, I went to star Wars galaxies or galaxy's edge at Disney world. And I was going in going to hate it, right? I had that mindset that I was going to hate galaxy's edge. But when I brought my son there and I saw him, how he enjoyed it and he had the interaction with Chewbacca and the way they did the world, I, I looked at it, I, I took a step back and looked at it again, and I was like, you know what, it really isn't that bad, and we're just mad because of what Disney's doing with the SJWs and, you know, the the message that they're trying to represent and get rid of the old, the old people. Now, fast forwarding to this episode, I was going in and I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good, even though the trailers looked good, and I have to say, the very first couple of minutes inside the, the show... Uh, I was worried. I saw the um, this character that is the uh, the bounty as he's labeled on IMDb. He was a, he's a blue character, and the Mandalorian comes into this bar, the cantina, and has this little you know little scuffle. And I was like, oh man, the makeup looks really bad on this guy, right? And I just didn't know where it was going. And I was really worried. I was really worried uh, for the first couple of minutes, and then it was quickly fixed, right? I was like, okay. I see where they're going with this. I really, really love the way the Mandalorian is. And I don't know if that's because I'm looking at the Mandalorian like he's Boba Fett as an old school. Like I wanted to see a show about Boba Fett. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that wanted to see a show about Boba Fett. Well, we're getting it basically, but it's just not Lucas's Mandalorian. It's just the Mandalorian. Um, so right off the bat, John Favreau and Dave Fioni. I think did a phenomenal job with this, with episode, right? Dave Fioni was a director. John Favreau is the uh, creator and producer. And you can tell that these guys love star Wars, right? 
they're they're me. They're older than me, but they love Star Wars. And I think that is the first good thing that Disney has done when they brought people in that actually love Star Wars. Uh, Rian Johnson, you know, Ryan Johnson, okay, as the internet's calling him, Rian Johnson, he had he he had like a, a chip on his shoulder, like he hated Star Wars. Like he was like, oh, Empire Strikes Back was was polarizing and it, it wasn't. You can go watch plenty of videos on that. Um, and he just hated it. It seemed like he had a vision of what Star Wars was supposed to be. And that just wasn't the vision, right? George Lucas has a vision. Say what you want about George Lucas, but he is a mastermind when it comes to this universe and these characters. And he was good at telling stories with characters, right? That's why we loved New Hope so much. Well, John Favreau and Dave Fioni do a fantastic job the way this whole thing is set up uh, with the Mandalorian. I love the way the shots are uh, are, are created. They're very they 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 hang on to a long shot. This is going to have really have no spoilers in it. And if I'm going to tell you a spoiler, uh, I'll tell you, and you can close your ears for a couple seconds. But the main main part of the episode is the shots are about they they stay on a shot. A little too long, and I think that's okay, and obviously it's on purpose. Like, they show you the Mandalorian walking a lot, right? No dialogue. The music uh, is happening. There's no dialogue. He just walks. And what it's doing there, it's establishing these worlds and establishing the the frame of what they're trying to uh, do for the, for the, for this, uh, for the show. Uh, it, it feels like a space western. It feels like a space western. Even the music, which is the worst part of the Mandalorian is the the music in this. I hope they change it. I, I really do. I hope they I hope they get their money back. Uh or they they hear the the outcries of the people talking about it now because the music is absolutely the worst part of the Mandalorian. But I can get I can put that aside. I can put that aside. So the shots that they do, the scenes that they do, uh the the scenery that they've created, the uh special effects, um there's a creature uh, later in the show, that's the special effects. And you're like, eh, it's good, obviously. But I don't think it's up to standards of what other things that we've seen. The, the, um, the, what, what is the word I'm looking for? The costume design, the, the set scene up, the, the world, the worlds feel like Star Wars. They feel hokey, but yet good, right? It feels like New Hope. It feels like, um, the old Star Wars did. And that's what I really got from this. Uh, right off the bat, it, it has a lot of uh, short bits of humor and comedy in there. It's not like slapstick comedy, but it's just the undertone put in there just just so well done. Uh, there's a scene later in the show between, between the Mandalorian and IG-11, which is a bounty hunter robot that if you... <clears throat> watched the old Star Wars and had the figurine. His, uh, I forget what that character was called. Pardon me. But IG-11, you think this, this clunky robot's going to be you're like, how's, how's he going to be fighting and stuff? Boy, is that awesome at the end of the, uh, at the end of the episode, the, the pacing of this episode, I thought was really well done. I know a lot of people are complaining that, uh, they, they didn't think it was long enough. And I, I think that's the beauty of it, right? You watched it and it moved, 37 minutes, I think it was, or 40 minutes. Uh, so well-timed throughout the whole episode that you felt that it was too short, but I think it was just right. Um, 
you want more at the end of this episode, and they do a very good point of of that. They have established the Mandalorian. They establish the guild. They establish uh, a little bit of him hating droids. We don't know why, but he hates droids. They've established um, like his little boss leader that he comes and he he gives him gold and he, he gets armor pieces from this uh, <clears throat> from this person. There's this whole organization underground that you're like, I want to know more about. I want to know more about this Mandalorian. He never takes off his helmet, which I loved. I hope he, I, I kind of hope that Pedro doesn't actually take off his helmet, right? I know who the actor is, but for some reason, I, I don't think he should, but I obviously I think he will. But the Mandalorian should be this hidden character, should be this, like, don't show me who this person is. Uh, there's a scene in there where he meets a a boss or a mob member underground. And I can't think of the person's name off the top of my head. I'm going to look it up real fast to see if I can. Uh, but he walks into this room and there is uh, a whole bunch of people uh, in the room. There's like four or five people. I, I shouldn't say a whole bunch of people, but four or five people inside the room. And there's stormtroopers and the stormtroopers are are in there and it's cool because now you, it, it's established it's established a time frame right you know where it is it's after uh return of the jedi uh uh herzog Werner herzog uh he's the client in this episode and he approaches the mandalorian and says he needs his skills a man of your ability shouldn't be a problem there is no there is no puck that he can see. He has to go face to face and try to find these things. And he ends up with this on this, on this planet. Uh, but the scene between Herzog, um, the client and the Mandalorian, I thought was one of the best scenes in the show. Um, it sets up a, a, a good point. You see the stormtroopers are sort of like, a, uh, uh, what's it called for hire. Now they're not bounty hunters. They're more like, uh, armed guards, like security, uh, they don't work for the emperor anymore. They don't work for the empire anymore. They're just kind of trying to do their own little thing. It seems like. So it's interesting to see that uh, the Mandalorian travels to another planet. We don't know what the planet's names are in this, in this show, which that was one of my big, big things. Like, just tell me what the planet is. Like, what is that? One of them looked like galaxy's edge. One of them did look like galaxy's edge um, where he met and turned in uh, to get his armor made. There was a scene in there where you, I saw another Mandalorian up against the wall. It looked like Boba Fett. It might be Boba Fett, but we might not ever see him again. It was just a, a little, if you saw him, he was in a dark, dark corner. Uh, and if you go to my Twitter account uh, at 30 and still gaming, I, I kind of uh, treat the picture and tune up the, uh, the lighting and you can see him standing in a corner. Uh, it could be him. It could be Boba Fett. And that was John Favreau and Dave Fioni saying, hey, he's alive. Uh, he made it out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, so he goes to this planet and then he meets, um, Nick Nolte's character, uh, I, Q, 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 I think it's, that's the way you pronounce it. And I loved his line that he said, he, he said uh, something during the show and he goes, I have spoken, right? He's just straight up full of himself. He's like, he says something. He's like, I have spoken. I like the character, but I didn't like that part of the episode. I felt like it was, it was rushed. It was like, why is this here? Maybe we'll find out more. Like the Mandalorian had to ride this creature, across this desert and he had to like uh you know they have the mandalorians are, are good with creatures i guess that was establishing that if you didn't know that um but it was just like a weird scene it was it was too fast and it was kind of awkward in the in the in the show the fight scene at the end 
with uh, IG-11, which is played by uh, uh, Taiki uh, uh, Waititi, who also directed uh, Thor, right? I thought was brilliant. Like he walks up, you see the Mandalorian. He says, oh, droids. And you're like, what is this robot going to do? He's very stiff looking, doesn't know what he's going to do. And boom, he does this whole twirl action and starts to shoot people left and right. And you're like, holy Christ, I like this robot. Like all of a sudden you instantly come in love with this guy. We've never seen him shoot before in anything. Uh, we saw him standing next to, you know, uh, the other bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back. And obviously it's a different robot, but it's the same type of robot. So IG-11 is there and the Mandalorian and him have to work together because IG-11 is there to do the exact same job that the Mandalorian is there to do. And he was told that he has to kill the person and the Mandalorian was told he could take him alive or kill him for half the half the prize. Well, a big battle ensues and a nice little comedy moment happens here where the Mandalorian and him are trapped. And IG 11's like, well, I have to self-destruct. And he's like, what? No, no, no. Don't self-destruct. And they're in the middle of a, of a firefight, like a Western firefight here. And they're having like a little comedy act going on. Like I have to self-destruct. I can't be caught. He's like, no, don't do it. We're going to, we're going to get our, ourselves out of this. And that whole moment was very, very cool where you felt like IG 11 and, and the Mandalorian were going to team up. And he was going to like join his crew, like two bounty hunters, uh, you know, like he doesn't like he doesn't like robots. He doesn't like robots. And yet he's working with the robot. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was well done written. I thought it was uh, uh, just a well played scene. So this uh, this big turret comes out and they they start to shoot. Uh, and then they open the door to get to their, their creature. Now, here's a spoiler, a little spoiler here. I'm going to tell you what they found and it's a big huge spoiler and i'm going to tell you why i'm telling it to you because i want to go into kind of a conspiracy afterwards okay so they get into this room they kill the last guy that's in the room and they find the package that they have to do which is a live person which they said was going to be at least 50 years old so it's a small little crate they open it up and inside is the species that is yoda okay it's not yoda Okay, but it's the same species as Yoda. It's a baby, but he's 50 years old. Can you imagine being a 50-year-old baby? That's crazy. Anyway, so they find this creature, and IG-11 says, we have to terminate it. Okay, and Mandalorian says, no, no, let's not do that. And he's like, well, we have to. And IG-11 picks up his gun. All of a sudden, he looks at the Mandalorian, and boom, you hear a blast. And you think that IG-11 kills the Yoda creature. Uh and matter of fact, the Mandalorian takes a, a blaster to IG-11's head and just destroys him. Now, I don't know if two things here. IG-11 might be dead completely, but there's been a lot of promotion act uh, material that shows him in it. And either another robot's going to come along and it's going to be his co-pilot or co-partner or he's going to be part of the crew or he reprograms him after he blew his brains out to be uh, part of his crew. I don't know. I just feel, I have a feeling that he's going to be part of the crew. Now, the far as the Yoda character, uh, the creature, the, the baby at 50 years old, that just opens up a whole can of worms, right? Because uh, Herzog's character, the client wanted him to capture him alive, but he could take him as dead as well. Cause they probably just want to, you know, dissect him and find out what he is like, why? 
do they want him, right? Is is Yoda's species all force sensitive? Because we've only seen Yoda and we see Yo Yodel, I think her name, Yodal, whatever it was from uh, episode, you know, the, the early prequels. So is the baby force sensitive? Is this takes place after Return of the Jedi and before Force Awakens and all the Jedi, you know, have been wiped out. Uh, it's just Luke, as we know, is the only Jedi out there. Um, Canon, uh, Kanan from uh, Rebels is out there. Uh, Ahsoka's out there. So now you have this other character that could be yet another, another Jedi force sensitive person that we know. So I think it's this is going to be the MacGuffin for the rest of the, of the season, right? Like, I think that the Mandalorian is going to have him on board and that he's going to have a lot of people come after him to get that creature. And they're just going to have this uh, this great, great story of what's happening here to protect, you know, the 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 Empire's gone. The First Order might be coming into effect. The the character of, of the Yoda species might be a big play in what's happening here could connect to the the movies that we've watched now and the rest of the series that comes out later. I just thought it was a really cool, cool episode. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, obviously you shouldn't be listening to this, but if you have watched it, tell me what you think, leave a comment below or actually leave me a message. Uh, we do messages here on the anchor.fm app, hit me up with a message. And if you like what we do here, please share, like, and subscribe, do a review. If you're listening to this on iTunes or anchor.fm or Spotify, Hit up a review because the more you guys respond to this type of stuff, the more uh, this podcast moves up uh, in the rankings. So I do appreciate your time. I hope you guys like The Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to Friday's episode. Uh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked already because I am a Star Wars fan. And again, I'm going back in. I'm taking a step back and I'm, I'm trying not to hate Disney. Uh, I was a little upset because watching this shows now that Disney knows how to make a Star Wars. Um, so... I'm just going to toss up like I did with the prequels and uh, seven, eight and nine are going to be garbage and it's just going to be four, five and six the way Lucas wanted it in the beginning. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you guys on the next one.